listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Balkum, and this is the Save the Marriage podcast, the podcast designed to help you save your marriage no matter what state it's in. Now, that is part of what I really want to talk about today, because what happens if you feel like you're at that place where you want to make a choice, the choice of whether to work on your relationship or not? How do you go through that process of thinking through that? The reason for this particular episode is because I'm watching the struggles. I have a group that is on Facebook, and I can watch the struggles that are there. I also have email that I get on a regular basis and voicemails that people leave me where they're basically saying, you know, I'm I'm just ready to give up. I'm ready to walk away. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what that means when you say you're going to give up. There are different ways of thinking about this. And so let's first back up a little bit and think about just the basics of our options at any point in time. Now, this came to me, uh, just a very simple realization that's something that I've used repeatedly through my life. And it came to me when I was about to give up. I was in a situation, I was working um, in a counseling program. Now, I was the only person in that counseling program. I'd been loaned out from one side of the city to the other, and I didn't mind being on the other side of the city. It was was kind of an interesting challenge. Where I had been, we had a central problem. This program basically was trying to keep juveniles out of the court system to keep them from being in the pipeline to jail. And in the part of town where I was originally working, the police had a habit of just taking the kids home and turning them over to their families. It was a more affluent part of town. So they would catch them and take them back home and turn them loose on with their parents. So they never got to the place where they needed our diversion process. Now, on the other side of town, the kids were picked up and immediately processed into the juvenile program. And so then it was up to the court system to get them out of the program. The police were very quickly moving them into the pipeline and the court was referring to us. So that meant that all the kids coming into our program and the parents with them had all been sent by a judge. They weren't happy with the police. They weren't happy with the legal system. They weren't particularly happy with the judge who didn't just let them go that had required them to go see me. So I was dealing with a lot of very resistant kids who really didn't want to use much of the counseling program other than to complain about the legal system and then sit sit silently, played a lot of cards, a lot of checkers, a lot of games to try to get them to open up. And every now and then we had some kids who took advantage of it. And sometimes they made progress. But for the most part, it was a very frustrating experience, both on their part and my part. So it was an autumn day. And I remember because I was there, the sun was setting, it was already getting dark, and I was still at work, and I was staring out the window after my last client of that day left. Once again, both of us probably pretty frustrated with what was going on, and I was ready to give up. I was ready to walk away. I sat there and stared out the window and was pondering my options, because while it was not the place I wanted to be, it was paying the bills. 
and it was giving me some experience doing what I was training to do. And so I remember staring out the window going, what am I going to do? I mean, I have three options. Now, those three options I've redefined more recently uh, to think of very easily as either wait, walk, or work. That's what it really amounted to, wait, walk, or work. But what I thought about at that point is I could either stick it out. That's the wait. I could just stick it out. You know, I could put up with what was going on and keep getting my check and keep punching the clock, basically, and just keep on going, hoping that maybe something would shift. Now, let, let's be very clear. There is a place for each of these choices in life. So I'm not saying that one's wrong. I just know that we have to be clear about the option and why we're choosing it at any time. So the first one is just to wait. Just hang in there. And people do that in their marriage, right? They're just like, okay, you know, I'm just going to wait it out. We're not, we're not going to divorce. We're not going to fix things. We're just going to float along. Um, I've had many people come to me and say, that's just what we're doing. We're, we're having this relationship go on for lots of reasons. Maybe they say, you know what? We're not going to get along together, but for the kids, we'll stick together. Financially, we, we can't do it. Right now, sometimes people are saying, I'm just going to wait out COVID, right? I'm just going to wait out the pandemic. There's nothing we can do now anyway. So wait is one option. The second option, and a lot of times we put it as either this or that. The second option is to walk, to uh, walk, to give up, to just walk away. And that was my thought at that night. I was going, you know, I could turn in my resignation. I could type it up right now and be done here. Give my resignation. I'm not sure it would matter to the clients. I'm not sure where it would matter. So maybe I should just pack my bags and leave. There are implications to that, though. First of all, there were people who were getting diverted out of the court system, whether they were using the process to the best of their abilities, they were kept out of a pipeline system. So there was an advantage to that. There was nobody who was going to replace me anytime soon, knowing the circumstances of the program I was in and what it required. So it was me or not at all. Now, if I walked... Another implication of that was I'd have to replace the income. I'd have to find some way of working because we still had bills as a family. I was still in school. My wife was still in school. We were still trying to figure out how we were going to keep paying the bills. Then there was that third option. And third options are sometimes more interesting than the other two, but they're also more difficult. The third option was work. Now, it's not doing the same thing. That pretty much is just wait. It's work. Like, how can I change this? How can I move this to something different than it is? How can I work on it? Now, if you're hearing that and going, man, work. Who wants to work on things? Who wants to have to work on a relationship? Well, work just means that you're, you're going to move towards something different. You're going to work towards a solution. You're going to put some effort into that solution. Those are the three options that we have anytime. Sometimes we get very stuck in the binary. I either stick it out or I leave. And we miss the third option, which is how could I move forward in this? So understand that that is your option at any point. We always have those three options in some way in front of us. There's always a choice, even if it's our, a choice in our attitude on how we face something. So let's think through what our options are in this process. You could give up. You could let go. 
you could keep going. Now, let me be clear. I'm not saying that give up and let go are the same things at all. Let me talk about this just for a minute. First of all, let's talk about let go. There are some things you could let go of that may help the process without it being letting go of the marriage. For instance, what would happen if you let go of the outcome? Understand this because I say often to people, you have to detach from the outcome. You don't know where you're going to end up. Most of the time when we start doing something, we don't know what's going to happen to it. What's going to happen is the end result, but we get tied and we get attached to what we want as the end result. Because of that, it begins to game the system on us. It begins to create pressure on us. We we sometimes stumble through trying to figure out how to get there, how to force that. Let's say, for instance, that you decide you want to write a book. But instead of saying, I'm going to write a book, what you say is, I have to have the best-selling book ever. Now, I bring this up because I have this discussion with lots of people who want to write books since I've written a few, and I've been around that, and I have found myself also having to make sure I don't fall into this trap. So let's just say I decided I've got to write a best-selling book. Now, here's the problem with that. I don't have control over whether it's a bestseller or not. I really don't ultimately have control on whether it becomes a book or not. I mean, in some ways, I could you know, self-publish these days and do other things like that. So it's possible I could say, I'm going to write a book. And by golly, I could do it. I could force that through. But let's say that I was more wanting to write a book that maybe a publisher was going to do. So I don't have control on even what the publisher does with that. But what do I have control over? Writing the book. Now, let's just be clear that this feels maybe like a, a small distinction, but it's a very important distinction. Because what it does is it moves us away from the outcome and towards the process. I have control over how I do the process. So just kind of as a side note, the way I've written books is varied over time. Generally, the way I do it now, though, is I write for an hour or so in the morning, at least that. So I do that in the morning. And then if I have a chance in the rest of the day, sometimes I'll come back to it. But that one hour is a pretty sacred hour of writing for me. When you write for an hour, over time, that builds up. And because of that, I know that the process is my thing to manage. Now, when I wrote my first book, I actually did it kind of in a run, in almost a sprint. And so I was writing throughout the day, every chance I got, in between sessions, at night, all the time. And I'd already written other things the same way when I was in school. So uh, that was kind of my thing. It was just kind of when I was ready to go, I wrote. So I've changed that over time. But what I've changed is the process of how I do it. I still don't have control over the outcome. I write something, I hand it over to a publisher, they may or may not want to publish it. I may still have to make another choice if I want to get that word out. But then there's the other step. If you want to have a bestseller book, and let's say you're not a politician who's going to buy all of your own copies to make it a bestseller, let's say that you're a normal person who writes a book, the only way it's going to become a bestseller is if it sells the best. 
I mean, somewhere in the best, the 100 best, right? Depending on who's looking at it, a bestseller requires people to buy it. I don't have control over that. Now, I do have control of the process of how I spread the word to some degree. I might go do interviews. I might do podcasts. I might write articles. I might do lots of marketing. But the end result has to be someone going, I'm willing to buy that. And I don't have control over that. So in a similar way, we think about marriage in that same kind of pattern where we don't have control over whether a spouse decides to join the process. You don't have control on whether you get to the place where you both are happy in your relationship. That's not in your control. So we have to let go of that end result and focus on the process, the plan you have. And that's a very important part that I'll come back to in just a minute. The plan you have, that's what you can control. You can control how you carry out that plan. So now, let's, since we've gotten rid of the let go piece, let's add two other pieces. One is the give up and the other is keep going. The keep going doesn't mean you do nothing. You keep going to work on saving your relationship. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're not likely to be the person who's going, I'll just wait. I'll just suck it up and live through this. That might be what you do kind of like in the moment, in an instant, but that's not your attitude overall. People who listen to this podcast are there to save their marriage. They are, it's in the name, right? They're there to work towards that. So part of what we're choosing is really, do I give up on working on the marriage? Meaning I'm just going to give up on the marriage or do I keep working? That's the two things, keep going or not. So first of all, let's talk about keep going and then we'll go back to giving up. So keep going. Let's be very clear that whether you give up or you keep going, there's pain involved. It's going to be tough. A lot of times that is the deciding factor for people. Is it going to be painful or not? I'm going to avoid pain. I mean, that's what we humans tend to do. We avoid pain and try to get towards pleasure. That's, that's kind of how we're wired. And so sometimes you have to say, this is important enough that I'm going to walk through some pain. So let me be clear here that neither walking away nor working on it, neither of those approaches are going to spare you pain. You will feel the pain regardless. It gets tough whether you walk away or you stay and work on it. But there is a difference. If you keep going, there's a chance that you get to the place where you go, wow, our relationship is nurturing and loving and the pain has been replaced by love. If you walk away, sometimes there's long-term pain attached to that. Just from research and from watching people, when people walk away, they struggle for a long time to get beyond that. And one of the struggles they have is with regret. It's the simple question that I really do all I should have or could have done to get there. Keep going is sometimes the way we make sure that we don't live in regret. So part of what happens when we face the pain is we go, okay, it's worth it. You know what? This is the only possible way to get to a better place is right through here. Not only that, but the only possible way probably at this point to get there is for you to say, I'm going to keep working on this. 
If you and your spouse both say that, wow, that's powerful. But if you're asking the question, should I just give up and walk away, your spouse is probably at this point not in on your plan to keep working on it. So you're doing this as kind of the lone ranger, likely. And that's the only way that things are going to get better. If you give up, that likely is the end of it, just to be clear about that. So the thing that you have to remember about keep going is it's kind of like marriage overall. Marriage is a day-by-day event. I had some people come into my office, and the person said, you know, why should I work on it today? And I said, well, because that's what marriage is about today, right? You, you work on your marriage today, and then tomorrow you get up and you, you be married. If you get divorced, if you walk away, if you stop the relationship, that is a decision, a point in time. There is an end to that. If I stay married the rest of my life, my marriage goes on day by day. If I can do better tomorrow, my marriage gets better day by day. And so part of the task is to focus on that process of going, this is a day-to-day thing, right? Marriage is day by day. Divorce is a decision, a point in time. So it's always going to be that. If we keep working on things, if we keep going forward, it is going to be day by day. And at some point, you have to say, okay, I'm all in, or you're going to spend an inordinate amount of energy playing the game of, should I work on it or walk away? Work on it or walk away. That's a tough game. It's a tiring game for most people to get to, which brings us to the give up. Should I give up? One of the things that I often tell people is that they want to make sure that they are clear about their decision to give up. Don't make it based on emotions. Emotions change. I've walked with people where day by day I hear, I'm ready to give up. No, now I'm going to work on it. Nope, I'm ready to give up. Nope, now I'm going to work on it. And their vacillation back and forth is really not about a decision as much as their emotions. And so sometimes I have people just say, I feel like giving up. Instead of saying, I'm going to give up, just to say, I feel like giving up. Just to sit with that. I feel like giving up. What is that feeling about? Is it a feeling or am I ready to make the decision? So now let me clarify my role in this. What I'm not here to do is convince you to work on your marriage. I'm here to make sure that you're deciding based on the decision, not your emotions. My wife has this quote she uses very often with people, which is, You need to consult your plan, not your feelings. Consult your plan, not your feelings. Because your feelings will come up and down. I mean, let's just be clear. If you're a parent, you've probably had moments when you're like, man, I don't want to do this parent thing anymore. And then you get up the next day and you do it anyway because, well, first of all, it's hard to get rid of the kids. And second, you realize that that's a feeling you have. It doesn't feel the same with, Sometimes with a marriage, it's in trouble. Sometimes it's easier to go, I can either walk away or stay in this. I feel like walking away. Now, let me remind you that your spouse is likely emotionally deciding this instead of rationally deciding this. Do you want to fall on that trap? So my task is, again, not to try to convince you to work on this, but to say, 
If you want to work on it, let's walk this through together. If you want to keep going, let's do it. I don't try to shame you. I don't try to push you into it. I don't try to force you. That's all on you. That's up to you to choose. I just know that I'll walk as long as people want to walk. I'll walk beside you as long as you want to, giving you the tools and help and assistance that I can to get to where you want to get to. And if at any point you say, I've done all I can, I'm not willing to do anymore, I'll say, okay, if you feel like you've done everything you're willing, good for you. That's a better place to be than to walk away going, I should have done more. Regret is a tough, a tough, tough companion on the journey of life. So make it not an emotional decision. Step away from the emotions that keep washing over and decide that that's more like the tide. When we were at the beach a few weeks ago, part of my life at the beach is to get up early and go paddling. And, And here's the thing about getting up early and going paddling. I have to change the time every single day because of the tide. So I live my life by the tide when I'm at the ocean. When we go down to the ocean, we try to go down at low tide so there's lots of beach and we can be apart from people. When I go paddling, I try to do it at high tide so there's plenty of water and I'm not having to drag my, uh, my paddleboard over the shallow areas. So we live by the tide. I live by the tide. And being aware of that makes me go, okay, it's, I don't have a choice about that. The tide is going to come up and it's going to go down. One day it's going to come a little bit later. That's okay. That's just a fact. And so the same thing with emotions and energy. Because we're really talking about an energy level here. Lots of times when people say, I want to give up, they're telling me their energy is low. They're just not feeling it. It's kind of like the tide. It goes up and down. And sometimes you don't even know why. Maybe you have more energy one day and the next day you're exhausted and you don't want to work on it. And it feels like it's time to give up. And then you go, no, no, that's just the feeling because that's like the tide. It goes up and it goes down. It comes up, it goes down. That should not be a substitute for making a decision on what you want to do. So what do you have a choice about? When we talk about this choice, what do you have a choice about? You have a choice on how you approach this. You have a choice on whether you will continue working on this in any way you can or whether you will walk away, or whether you just put up with things and leave them the way they are. Those are all your choices. And sometimes people go, I don't have a choice. And I want to just a minute tell you where you have a choice at any point. So to be clear, this is about you having a choice, not you getting to choose what your spouse does. As you've probably figured out by now, you can't force a spouse to keep working on things. That's kind of the way we've structured the legal system these days. We call it no fault, but it's really a unilateral decision to end a marriage. Your spouse has that capacity at any time. Sometimes I'll sit with people and, and one person will say, you need to let me go. And I'm sitting there going, you can leave anytime you want, right? The other person is not forcing you to stay. As far as I know, if so, we need to talk about it with the police. But generally speaking, people talk about that as if a spouse has to do something like join them in the process. You get to choose your approach. You get to choose how you move forward with this. That's in your choice. That's it. You don't have a choice about your spouse, what your spouse does, whether your spouse 
joins in, that's not in your control. You get to make a choice about your efforts to do that. So then I want you to think about what is that choice about? What's the thing that's motivating you? This is where often people can decide where they want to go. Do they want to give up? Do they want to walk away, give up, or do they want to keep working on it? And that is to look at your motivation for why you're doing this. Sometimes when I talk to people, it's not as if they really seem to want to get something as much as they don't want to lose something. And that's not much of a motivation. I don't want to be divorced. I don't want to be lonely. I don't want to have to date again. That's not going to carry you very far into your process of saving your marriage. I don't want to lose money. I don't want to lose access to the kids or half the house or whatever it is that you're thinking in your head. I don't want to. I don't want to is almost always fear-based. But the other motivation is to say, what do I want? I want to honor my commitment. I want to figure this out. I want to break the cycle of divorce in my family. I want to show my kids how you move forward when there's conflict. I want to love my spouse the way I meant to. I want to honor my commitment I made. Those are all I want to. Those are motivators. I mean, even if I'm talking about those, I'm going, wow, these are really powerful. These are great ways of saying this is what I want, which is far more powerful than ever saying this is what I don't want. So part of your decision is to look at where is it that you want something. You're much more likely to want to work on things and to continue working on things when you find your reason why is about moving towards something. So what can you do? Well, there are three C's that I suggest people work on in their relationship. The three C's are to connect with your spouse change yourself, and create a new path. Many times when people are telling me that they feel like giving up, it's because they can't figure out how to get the connection with their spouse. Maybe a spouse has said, you can't be doing these things. You can't keep connecting with me. And so the spouse is setting a limit on that connection, at which point they often come back and say, so see, there's nothing I can do, to which I respond, there is always the place where you can work on changing yourself. There are many times when you can even do the creating a new path for the relationship to begin to think in that new direction. The change yourself, 100% always in your control and in your choice. When people tell me there's nothing they can do, I start asking about what they might be wanting to work on. How can they work on improving themselves so that when there is an opening They are a different person so that when the spouse is more open to things, they are a different person and creating the opening as a spouse experiences you as a different person. That changes the scenario. Who you are right now is not who you're going to be going forward because you can choose to change that and that changes the dynamics of everything. So should you give up or should you work on it? entirely your choice. But make sure you're making it as a choice. Make sure that you're making that as a decision, not as an emotional response to how you're feeling right now. You always have the three options. The creative option almost always falls into work on it to move forward. There are times when that's not possible. 
There are times when a spouse makes it impossible to move forward with the relationship. The question is whether you decide that before that happens. If you need help with that, if you're pretty sure that you want that third option, you want to work on things, but you don't know where to start, please, please grab my Save the Marriage system. Learn how the marriage got into trouble and how you get it back on track. In fact, if you're at that place, please, when I offer it, grab the free week of VIP. I go in depth, give you tools, resources, coaching to get you there if you're that stuck. If you're ready to give up, you need extra help. Use that free week to write your apology letter, to figure out how to change yourself, to work on your plan, to do all of the places where you can get the best chance of making a shift. And if you go ahead and grab the system, I'll also have one of my coaches contact you. You have to request it. We don't force it on you. But one of my coaches can contact you and give you a quick best start session to make sure you're starting the strongest way possible. Now, both of those things have possibilities of filling up, and we just have to eliminate them when that's the case. We, We remove the option. But if you go ahead and grab the system and they're still available, definitely grab the free week of VIP along with the system. And claim your free session so you get the best start. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you make your decision on saving your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.